following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it because no. frustration sets in? Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live on the Double Wide Network. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Yeah. Now it must be time for your weekend dose of home improvement. It's time for Image Home Improvement Live right here. And Dan, good morning. How you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing great. It's up to the hundreds and it's 175 in the attic, so I'm just sweating off the pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is the, is that your uh is that your uh, way of, you know... Uh, sweating to the oldies? Sweating to the oldies, yes. <laughs> sweating to the oldies. There you go. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Sweating to the oldies. That's right. right. Who used to do that? Oh, that was uh, Richard Simmons. Oh, there you go, Richard Simmons. A flashback from the man. No, he got flashed. He flashed everybody. Oh, no, no. We've got to end that now. Come on now. All right. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? I am fantastic. A little uh, worried and concerned about all this Richard Simmons talk. Uh, <laughs> get, I'm getting these hot flashes of Dan in my mind doing the jumping. With those short shorts on. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. No, right. That's one thing Dan can't do up in the attic. There's not enough room. That's right. There you go. It'd be more like a flop flop. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we're also joined in the studio today. You know, we're going to be talking about you know, this is actually our home design past and present show, and we're going to be talking a little bit about home design of obviously the past over the last 30, 40 some years and how it's evolved into where we are now. And then also, if you're thinking of doing uh, and building your own home and wanted to sit down and design it, obviously, Kevin's is, is the man to talk to because he helped design my own home that we built about eight years ago. And we're going to be getting into that, how to help you with that project as well. But we want to make sure that if you have any questions at all, you can give us a call, 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. And uh, as always, you know, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and make sure you check out our show website because there's always good stuff happening on there, you know, constantly, thanks to our good friend, Ed Martinez, who does an excellent job of taking care of the website and all the information, getting the word out to the public. One of the things that we also want to actually uh, let everybody know about, and you'll be hearing about this throughout the entire month of May, Dan, you know, I know you're ready. You know, we got started last week getting some stuff together for our big live event at the end of the month. That's right. Over at the convention center. And, you know, I have to say, you know, the one person who got us started with this, you know, is the man behind the sneeze guard. That's right. Mike got us started. You know, he has some excellent skills, not just in video editing, but also in audio editing. And uh, (laughs) he did some great picture work last week. What did you think of that? See what you started now? Tell our (laughs) listeners what you started, what they have, what they have to anticipate on the website and Facebook in the coming weeks. I don't know what you're talking about, Steve, because you <laughs> took that picture, I'm pretty sure, live at whatever galactic war you were fighting oh, out there. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> we did a selfie at the moment. It, yeah. I don't know. It must have been my third arm. I it don't know how I got intense. it out there. I don't know. Oh, you were shaking that hand selfie. 
You know, where yeah, they've got that, that stealthy arm that has a hand. I, you know, I'm going to plead the fifth. I have no idea how that phaser got in my hand. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, you know, Star Worldwide Networks does have a booth at the Phoenix Comic Con this year. And Image Home Improvement is one of the few lucky shows that's going to be broadcasting live from that event. We are going to have a blast down there. And our theme for that show is future home technologies. And we're going to be talking a lot about... The things that is, are coming down the pike, and you'd be amazed about some of these new things. You know how technology has grown over the last few years. It's going to get really, really awesome when it gets to the point of, you know, where almost you don't even have to think about it. You could probably. I'm waiting for the day we can come across. Actually, walk out. The door closes behind you. The place gets locked up. Alarm gets set automatically by just walking across the threshold. You set your door to stun. You set your door to stun. You have a metal door. You grab the door. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, because it's going to get to that point because it's going to make technology is going to make us. It's going to be so easy to be able to do. It's amazing. It's going to be better than that. That little what is that little Honda guy that walks, you know, that they created the little robot Honda guy that walks around. And he's at the he I saw him on the commercials when he's on the uh the greatest garage sale. I'm waiting for something that uh, looks like um, Angela Jolie, but uh, performs like uh, Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> don't hold your breath, Dan. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. You might see somebody there that looks like that, you know, as an attendee, but I don't know. But it's going to be a great day to actually come on down and uh, watch us do the show live as well as having some great fun Along with all the different, and there's going to be a boatload. I mean, even a a a starship load of people, of celebrities there from every walk of life that's on television. Is that why they're sending signals up over at the mothership last night? They were, you know, they had some. They actually had some fireworks last night. We could see them from our place. No, they. That was because of the NFL draft. Where you been? Oh well, I thought it was. You know, they were signaling for the other ships to beam on in. The, the, the Cardinals <laughs> picked up some great new players, and they're going to be an awesome uh, team to reckon with this year. I mean, there's some great players coming on board, and that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun to watch them, especially when they get started here. And you know. Mike, football season's only a couple of months away. And then before you know it, we're going to be right back into it. But anyway, let's get started and welcome into the show Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design. Kevin, great to have you back on the show today. Good to be here, Steve. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. You know, one of the things that we do want to get into again, obviously, is talking about, you know, one thing that Dan, you know, we were talking yesterday about some of the things that happened with – Homes and some of the things that he's seen, and it got me to thinking about, you know, where has the technology and where has the the stuff actually come from years ago to where they are now? And say we go back, and you know, you think back thirty years, we're only we're only talking about like nineteen mid nineteen eighties, and that's one of you know Ed Vanderley's favorite you know eras. Yep, you know eighty something. I guess this eighty something homes. That's right. One thing we have to talk to him about, we have to get that on his show. Yeah, 80-something homes. 80-something homes. Because we need an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Kevin, tell us a little bit about where, where you know, how home design has kind of changed over the last 30-some years. Well, a lot of the changes are obviously new technology um, that are 
you know, things that are coming through. We've seen the advertisements from when we were kids of robots and things like that, which really haven't come through. Even the robotic vacuum cleaners and lawnmowers are still um, pretty far-fetched for most people. They don't, they don't work as good as they, you think they would. But most of the design is coming in trends that people like used to be ranch homes. Everything closed in. Separate rooms for everything. Now it's wide open. Um, you know, people don't want to live in, in little box rooms. They want everything. When you walk in the front door, they want to be able to see all the way through, front to back. Outdoor covered patios have become living spaces now. There's actually people putting as much into those as they do in the interior of their homes. The other thing is pop-outs were big for years. You know, you remember pop-outs and pot shelves and stuff. I don't know if we did anything. We did some pop-outs on yours. But those kinds of things are going away. Stones become uh, a, a little... One of the one of the design features some stone, but not as much as as doing the whole house anymore. People aren't doing the brick homes and things like that. So a lot of it's just personal preferences. What you know is where the changes have come. Technologies there, insulating technologies are huge. Uh, the spray foams and things like that's so the stuff you don't see. But if you can lower your utility bills to less than fifty percent of what they normally would be, that's the kind of thing you want to put in your home. Yeah, yeah and other things like people doing things on the outside. Like shade sails, like we're doing it at our place. Mm-hmm. We're putting on another shade sail on the hot side of the house, the west side. Right. And that should drop, you know, a huge wall that's just blank by 15 degrees minimum. Well, you, you cut a lot of that heat if you can stop the in, the direct sun. Yeah, it's still going to be 110 outside. Yeah. But you've cut down that in, that heat baking, essentially making that like an oven. The radiant heat, yeah. Radiant, and, and that helps a lot. And then the spray foam, uh, the things like that. We talked a little bit about mm-hmm. attic ventilation. Um, if you've got an older home and you can't seal up the attic with spray foam, the attic. The, the, the other vent is, is vent it. Don't, you know, here, this is the tricky part. We both know it. Don't do it too much of a vent in the attic. Otherwise, you'll start drawing the actual air conditioning air up out right. of the envelope. You don't want to pull so much air out that you're sucking out of your house. However, it, it's still pretty hard to do. If you've got the proper amount of vents, um, mm-hmm. big gable ends, whatever, and you pull one in the other, or enough of those small yeah. solar ones, you're not going to pull air through like a lot of – I've heard other people say, well, you're going to pull it through your outlets and stuff. It, mm. It's pretty hard for that air to go through a small space when it's got that big cavity up in your attic to vent. And if yeah. you can get – I tell people, if your attic is properly vented by code venting, it would be 110 in there instead of 150 when it's 110 out. But it's not. Right. It, it doesn't work like that. So that keeping that airflow moving up there also keeps your attic from building up humidity and mold. That's right. And I can tell you from experience which attics are not vented right exactly. just by crawling through those puppies. Almost all of them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because he gets tired of doing those jumper jacks up there when it gets too hot. <laughs> gets too hot. Uh, you the, know, the trusses are so hot I have to wear gloves. I wouldn't doubt it. It's, it's, that's it, the, that's it, how bad it is. And that's how hot the wood gets. But, you know, th- going back, thinking back even further, when you think about it, because, like, when we were growing up, okay, really, I you grew up in New York. I remember my dad taking, you know, window air conditioners. He had a couple mm-hmm. of them, and he only had specific rooms. He had right. one in each bedroom and one in the living room. That was enough because we had, a you know, the home was probably a modest, maybe 1,400-square-foot house. It had two bedrooms. And a living room. There was, and the kitchen was obviously set. It wasn't like it is today, where the design is connected to the living room, and you could ha- entertain at the same time. Like you said, everything was basically divided up, and also, I mean, vaulted ceilings back back in the day in the '60s were probably very rare. 
if if you found a home like that, if it, maybe if it was a custom home, and and again, central air conditioning really didn't start coming into play probably till mid, the mid late sixties into the seventies because right. I I didn't see that most homes had those unit air conditioners, and when they went out, they mm-hmm. went out. I remember as a kid when my family was living in Texas, we had this huge. Fetters air conditioner that had been cut in the well, I haven't wall. heard that word in ages. Yeah, it was one of those old machines. And when it would kick in, that whole front wall of the house would just shake. <laughs> it was yeah. like it was a shaker. It was a biggie. <laughs> well, you know, and one of the things, too, you know, again, you know, thinking about when those were put in years ago, uh, they became uh, an access point for a lot of burglaries because people just used to, you know, it was kind of, there was no really good way. Of to secure to secure them in the window, even though they they tried, you know, you screw that frame into the metal frame, open the window, and the window you had to kind of put set screws in, almost like it was almost when you think about it, it was almost like now when people don't want to put actual locks on their Arcadia doors, what do you put? Mm-hmm. What do you, you put a those stick in? Th- the, no, those little put, thumb latches. Well, yeah, well that's even better than putting sticks in the thumb latch. I mean, if you do that, do a thumb latch high and low. Yeah. Because if they can, they'll break past that and wiggle it across. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, so those things, those things really happen, uh, and they got kind of crazy. But then when you get into, you know, uh, a little bit later into early 70s, then all of a sudden, you know, you start getting a little more, you know, newer design, and things are starting to spread out a little more. And then again, things are starting to change. You know, you get back in the day, you know, you used to you, we talk about neighborhoods where the homes are stacked. You know, you didn't have much time anywhere to actually go back in and it, it, parking. You didn't have a whole lot of parking at your house. No. You know, carports And the rare neighborhood that had an alleyway where you could come around and put it in the backyard or the back garage. Well, people just That's where I remember from people, living back in Indiana. People used we had a garage in the backyard. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in my house when I grew up, we had a single car garage because it was mm-hmm. on one side of the street. And then we had some extra yard space where we in the backyard where we wanted to have an extra driveway, you know, to work on our cars or do something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, we had to go down. Like Kevin, I'll appreciate this. Go down, get a permit, cut the curb, mm-hmm. pour a sidewalk, then do the driveway, and then you'll have a place to park. That's right, and yeah. then and then make the city happy with repouring the apron for oh, where you oh, have the Oh, it's got to oh, be just that right. Was, oh, it's so per- oh, that was- oh, it's got to be just right. A I lot of people still have problems with that. If you got an older home that had a single car carport, and let's say you want to close that into livable space, you're not necessarily required to have a covered parking. But now, based on current codes, you may have to provide two parking spots, and you may not have the room. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. so it, it, it sometimes it kills a project because if you can't replace that one parking spot that you're going to close into livable with two spots, you can't do the project. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's tough. So that's another thing we're going to get into a little bit later in the show. We're going to be talking obviously code issues uh, actually dictate a lot about what you could do when a it lot. comes to design. That and HOAs now become big in what you can do as far as design. You've got to kind of look like everybody else to a certain degree. And, and you have and to have your car off of the street. Yes. Well, that and is that, just, and wow. That, that's kind of a misnomer. Not necessarily just off the street. Legal parking is not in the driveway in front of your garage unless you're set way, way back. It's out of the building setback. Now, nobody ever gets a ticket of the city. To, if the city wanted to make money, all they got to do is go around to everybody's house and write them a ticket because they're parked ching. in front of the garage. That's not legal parking. You have to provide... Legal parking, which is behind your building setback. So your garage 
is legal, but you could have it full of stuff and never park in there. Yeah. yeah. And, and But if you want to close it into livable, if you can't provide those two legal parking spots, you can't close it in. And, and it becomes a factor for a lot of people. We, we yeah. run across that in remodeling. Yeah. Somebody will call you, hey, we want to close in our garage and do this. And the first thing you bring up, well, where are you going to park? All you right. don't have any space. So. Well, yeah, you know, then the basketball hoop gets in, in to be a problem, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss some of those things on whether or not you should buy an older home or a newer home, depending on your needs and wants and desires. And obviously, what's in your wallet? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which is always a big factor. Budget. So make sure you stay tuned. We will be right back. Don't go away. If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company, 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now, 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. Obtaining a home loan is easy when you have the right company to start with. Right Start Mortgage. If you've been considering purchasing a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage, now is the time. Act now while rates are some of the lowest they've been in the past year for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Whatever type of loan you need, FHA, VA, 203K, or second mortgage. Right Start Mortgage has the right loan for you. Don't wait. Call Mike Yamamoto today at 602-490-0205. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15. And you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live. And he, Homer's even excited. <laughs> you know, it has something to do. It must be morning. You know, that's the best time to get all your home improvement information because you've got uh, the day ahead of you and you've got to plan what you've got to go out and do. And maybe you've got an idea of what you need to do, but you need a little guidance. Well, that's what we're here for. Check us out at imagehomeimprovementshow.com and also check out the our remodeling site, Image Home Improvement. Actually, image just Image Home Improvement. Dot com. All right, we got to get back to our discussion. We're talking about home design, past and present, and we're getting into some different uh, things and obviously uh, kind of seeing where we, where we were at years ago. When we were kids growing up, you know, homes, uh, you know. It took a long time my to God, get built. Do you, and you don't remember, you know, just as a, as a regress real quick, thinking about it, uh, and I got to ask Mike this because Mike is our youngest man in the studio today. So I've got to ask Mike. Mike, let me ask you a question. Did you ever see a rotary phone? 
A rotary phone? A rotary phone. Is that like the ones you Yeah, yeah. Mm, maybe at my grandma's house. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> How about the old ringer washer? Oh, I grew up with that. Yeah. Oh my God, those are those are things, and you think about. All and, right, the, so, and that's and that's pre-trust time. You know. Too. And then, well, all right, so let me give Mike a little. Let me give Mike a little history lesson here. Okay, when we grew up, all right, obviously you had dial phones, and obviously that's all you could do. And they used party to, lines. Yeah. Oh, party lines. Party I lines. Those. Okay. So they used to actually be able to go out. Now you, you'd be dialing the phone. Okay. And you'd have to wait. It's not like you can go boom, 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 punch it in. And the very first time I remember when touch tone phones came out. Okay. <laughs> the first thing. Okay. The, I think I think the the phone companies went crazy, especially people that were leaving messages, because even still now, you know, they'll even say they'll ask you to tell punch in a number. And they say uh, if if you can't just you know stay on the line, and somebody will eventually pick you up. But back in the day, if you didn't have a touchstone phone, and they're trying to go okay, punch three to leave a message or to record a message, or whatever, you couldn't do that back then. Because if you had a rotary phone, you kind of like, well, what do I do? I can't. You can't. You can't. And you couldn't you know go what? back and hit number three and dial it. It wouldn't make a difference because the technology is confused. I went to Radio Shack and pulled up on those little. Illegal tone things, and I knew what tone th- three was. Went nee, and then <laughs> oh, Dan! <laughs> yes, I was. Did you do I the was one a radio shackaholic. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just, just like, you see, you yeah, learn something new you every bust day. Bust the tones easy. <laughs> so if you couldn't leave the message, you just send a carrier pigeon. And, and there was no, and there was no voicemail. You couldn't leave voicemail if you and if you got the person and they picked up the phone, that was it. You see, I worked for the phone company back when we were doing the conversions from what they called stowager switches to the do- tone dial-ups. I remember pulling that equipment out of the central offices and doing all that stuff and switching, doing it on our work nights all the time. We were cutting over from the old switches to the new uh, PBX systems. And that was fun because you'd see people the next morning going, <laughs> <laughs> It was a sick pleasure. Dan, you got to remember, people can't see what you're doing. <laughs> They're on the radio. But uh, no, it, it was, it was, it, it's been it, just a technology wise, things have just come a long way, way back since, you know, our lifetime. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, our lifetime, most of our lifetime has been spent in the 20th century. And now we're experiencing all this new technology. I mean, if we didn't have all this new technology, we wouldn't be here, you know, in this studio. That's right. Because we wouldn't be broadcasting the way we are. You know, we, we way back in the day, we'd be talking about one of those little, those little, you know, radios like you see in the, like the early 1900s. I mean, like the little Zenith I used to have when I was a kid. Oh, God. That I pulled another apart and played with the tubes. Another name from the past, a yeah. Zenith. But How about RCA? You know what, the times we're talking about is before they actually had engineered trusses for the homes. Well, yeah, let's, and, and let's talk like, about like that John, for a minute. Like a guest of ours, John Ray, had a big awakening of, there are not trusses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got to love John. You know, it's like, well, homes are only so, you know, like you say, when you go back, back in the day, you know, early days of home building did not have trusses. Pre-70s. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean. That's right. Yeah, or in the 70s. They used to be. So we come across those 
all the time. In fact, I'll never forget that's the one that was that one house that Dan and I went to look at that looked like it had an ocean wave. It had a big dip <laughs> in it, and it wasn't a trust. It wasn't a trust home. Somebody no. pulled out a wall. Oh, I no, don't know. The, I don't know what no, happened. That was the, that was the air conditioner that had um, rotted out one of the um, the mm, king uh, king trusts. Yeah, oh, okay. actually the the king, the center. Center post, yeah, yeah, and then they actually they went down to the big box store and get a big four by four, and that they was wedged, pressure treated. And yeah, it was pressure treated. Well, at least they did that. You know, if trying it leaks to, again, it's okay. Trying to keep the termites out, but uh, and then they put it up there and they tried to support it, but yet even still, it still had a big dip in it. You know, I mean, anybody who you know didn't even need glasses to see this. I no, mean, it was that no. it was dipped you, that bad. You drive up and go, oh, that's interesting. I know. <laughs> Anyway, but when you think about it, obviously, uh, I think one of the things that you have to think about when it becomes, do I buy an older home, do I buy a newer home, again, is is what's your preference? Because there are people out there that love to go down to the Arcadia District here in Phoenix, and they're looking for those older type homes that have a little bit of architectural character other than what you would buy new. But you got to remember, too. If you take those older homes that were done here and compare them to the older homes back done in Northeast, that's where a lot of the, probably the oldest homes are still, you know, around back in the New York, New England area. Because the colonial builds and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, some of that old stuff. I mean, right. you know, you go downtown New York and you still see, uh, even in the city, you still see cobblestone streets in certain areas. Which even they even now they're shooting commercials in those areas because they represent a period of time, and they're trying to showcase like the I think it was the new uh, Cadillac commercial. Mm-hmm. They're actually showcasing a Cadillac on a cobblestone street. So you have old technology architecturally versus new technology. So, but things back in the day back then things were built um, a lot different than they are now. That's right. You know, and then not only that, you know, you think about. Uh, Block homes back in the day. Block or brick. You know, how many, mm-hmm. I grew up, my home had a brick, well, it was a brick home. A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, and then. Uh, they didn't go up in 90 days. No, <laughs> they did not. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. My home, well, my home, when I brought my first home here in Phoenix in 89, 45 days. Mm-hmm. 45 days, modest 1,200 square foot house went up in 45 days. I, I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. It was it, it like almost like blinked an eye. It's almost like the Jetsons. The the machine pulled over, went boom, boom, and then moved on to the next. Yeah, one. I mean that's <laughs> they, that's what they would do. They were cranking out homes here in the early in the actually probably over the last twenty thirty some years, especially because everybody was moving this way. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, well, the track homes were easier to do. They you've got a set pattern. Yeah, and you've got your crews all lined up. They've got so many days to get it done. They've got the technology down. And that's what you didn't have years ago. You know, we talked Arcadia area and areas like that that people want to live in. Well, what drives that is the location. And you've got older homes, but you've got to realize, too, you're buying an older home. You've got stuff in there that you don't know about. You've got old wiring. You've got old plumbing. Most of the times, you've got to redo all the plumbing. You've got to yeah. cut saw cut. Uh, you've got to repipe. You've got the possibility of asbestos is very, very high in those old homes. Yeah. All over the place. And knob and tube wiring. Knob oh, and tube wiring. Every now and then you still find that. Oh, I do. Um, and, it's and the other, Right. And the <laughs> other thing is you've got to realize you've got low eight-foot ceilings. You've got the ranch homes where everything's divided off. So if you go into that with the knowledge, you're going to spend quite a bit of money to make it look new. I mean, to, to, right. to dress it up, that's fine. But, again, you're probably going to want to 
buy that home because you want to be in that area. Exactly. Not mm-hmm. necessarily because of the expense. You, you can definitely build a new home cheaper, but where are you going to go? Where are the empty lots in the outlying areas? Exactly. Yeah, how right. far are you going to drive to find right. a lot that's comfortable for you? Yeah. And, I mean, and in some cases, you'll find infill lots in the city, and they're higher priced. But for the value that you're going to get in a new home compared with fixing up an old one, nothing wrong with fixing up an old one. I've worked on several historics, and, and those are homes where they even override the building code and life safety code to keep that home historic. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we actually went down and uh, checked out a uh, a home down here in Central Phoenix. So I was I think it was off of Central and Highland, mm-hmm. and it was an it was an older home built back in the seventies, single story, uh, flat roof, so it was foam that had been completely gutted and remodeled, and it was and it was done in contemporary style. And I walked in. And I was pretty impressed with what they had done. These people had just bought their house. They had certain issues they wanted done. They wanted a little bit of painting. But then when we went, out, when we went outside, they had some issues over on their pool because no one had done anything with their pool. And the the uh, cool deck was peeling off the concrete, uh, cracks in areas that you could tell things had settled. So they mm-hmm. put they they whoever did the remodel poured a lot of money into it and it was really stunning when you walked in some of the contemporary design, wood flooring, uh mirrors, um, you know, a modern type looking furniture. I mean, it looked really really, you know, like somebody put some thought and care into it. The kitchen, all new appliances, remodel. So again, other thing too, like Kevin had said, you've got to go back in uh, pl- I think plumbing and electric are your probably mm-hmm. two key two things, things that have to go back in and, and rewire, especially electric, because oh, you yeah. know those old homes, all aluminum Nine, wiring and at ninety amps. Well, they may be yeah. copper, but they're only they're not grounded, and no. and, and the it's old. It's the old cloth wrapped. Yeah. So you're going to change everything out. Uh, you know, your aluminum was done mainly in the seventies in that area, but yeah. the older homes it may be copper, but it's it's old cloth wrapped. It's two wire. It's not grounded. And you typically don't have enough circuits, so no. you're right. typically going to rewire, and you're dealing with plaster, too. So you're dealing with plaster a lot of times in those old homes. So anytime you cut a hole, you typically what you do is cut out a big enough section and replace it with drywall. Yeah. Because yeah. plaster is hard to match. Yeah, it's just it's just too much well, You too much can't to find a plasterer now. No, it's yeah. just really tough to do that. Yeah. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about how some of the building materials have changed over the years. And again, what type what type of home is right for you? Because it, it makes a big difference. And uh, again, like Kevin had said, preference and location. And you know, Dan, like they always say, like Chris always says, location, location, location. Got to make sure. And then it's important where you live, too. Yeah, that's important where you live, too. So <laughs> don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. (laughs) Right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games, and everyone watches TV in there. 
I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. ImageHomeImprovement.com Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to ImageHomeImprovement.com Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double White Network. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. This is Chris Grundy, host of DIY Network's Cool Tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo! This little uh, fixer-upper house I bought about five years ago, and uh, I haven't done anything to it like in five years, you know, so now it's like a little knocker-downer house. <laughs> I mean, even if I had the time, I'm not good with the tools. You know, Bob Vila, remember that show, This Old House? That guy could fix anything. I would watch that and go, oh, my God, you know, he's great. Now, if I had a show, if I had a show, it'd be called This Fat Check. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. I'll be writing out a big fat check to my contractor. <laughs> and I'll be very happy to take it. Thank you very much. No. Oh, that was funny. You know, absolutely. You know, sometimes when you have shows like that, when you see those homes that are really, really bad, then it's going to cost you a little bit of money. Yeah, they don't talk about that. And they also don't talk about how long it actually takes to get trades and products and all this stuff in place. They don't tell you that because of a factory change or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're at the end of the you're at the other end of the pipeline. You're not going to get the stuff until they finally produce it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's amazing. Sometimes you know, thinking about what where we've come before getting back to where we uh, were and where we're going. Okay, back in the day, we're talking back in the seventies. Okay, what was the what was the first thing? One of the rages that was was all out. You could find anywhere. For a period of time, and that was wall paneling, wood wall oh, paneling. Oh, just, oh, that's just. I remember helping my dad put some up. I know, me too. <laughs> he put it up, and we well, all of a sudden, we, all of a sudden, he made a rec room downstairs uh-huh. yep. in the basement. In the basement, yeah. put some slats up on the wall on the cinder block, and like, okay, let's just put let's just put paneling up. Yeah, we put the we put the one bys up with you know the 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 dap glue. Remember that? Blue, yeah. Yeah, put yeah. that and get and then give it a day to dry and then go up there and just, you know, tap those things right on. Yeah, but now you here's got a rec room. But yeah, <laughs> you got a, you got a rec room, but then on the other hand too, it's it's just got to be a little wild after, you know, a couple of years. 
you know, and that's that's where people turn around like, well, how come they don't make this tile anymore? It's only like two years old. I'm like, you know, just remember what ha- used to happen with paneling. Yeah. Paneling was bad. You used to just not go out and buy it. And, or, you know, if you want to, you better buy extra and have a couple of sheets. God right. forbid you have a problem because guaranteed in a couple of years or if you buy it at the end of the run, you're never going to find that paneling again. Plus what we know now. We wouldn't even use it because of the formaldehyde in that stuff. Well, you know, it's just back in the day for that, again, formaldehyde and paneling, back in that part of the day, and then as, asbestos was still good. I, at least everybody thought asbestos was still good. They didn't know the harmful effects of it, especially when they put it in popcorn sealing material. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it was fine little... as long as you didn't touch it. Well, yeah. yeah. As long as you don't mess with it, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, that's why people turn around. Well, should I get rid of it? Should I got it? I said, it's purely a level of comfort for you. I said, if you want, we can get the, the people come in and do the abatement and we'll get rid of it, and then you'll be free of it forever. But you've got to decide that you've got to make the commitment to do it for the entire house. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, if you do a room here or a room there, you're still going to have it in. And Lord knows, one way if you decide to keep it, it, which is probably a pretty good way to seal it up, is b- instead of painting it with flat latex, you could paint it with semi-gloss. Semi-gloss will seal it all up because most of the time when you take popcorn sealing down, you take a sprayer and you, you moisten the popcorn and you just take a, a, a big trowel and you just knock it off the ceiling. If you sp- spray it with semi-gloss, the water can't really penetrate into the material that hard, and it is a bear. And what color paint would that be? White? Uh, any or color white? but white. <laughs> <laughs> any color but white. But uh, no, seriously. So you've got, again, you've got thinking about materials back in the day, uh, that paneling, you know, it just wish. And, and, you know, we saw a wonderful, beautiful custom home in North Scottsdale several weeks ago. It was done back in the 80s, um, and that was another era when all, everybody was into oak. I got to have oak. Oh, oak Everything's everything. oak. Oak kitchen cabinets, oak doors. Again, thinking about- False oak covers over the dishwasher and the refrigerator. Yep. that, yeah, panels to blend it all in. What about the appliances built into the counter mm-hmm. and appliances built into the wall where they're, they're like uh, can openers- Things like this, or flush oh, the with the wall. Yeah. Oh, and the blenders. Yeah, you had the yeah. blender in, the in there. I mean, it, that seemed to be. Oh, yeah, that was the. We that's were, what a we Jetson, were heading for the Jetsons. And we yeah. were heading for the Jetsons, and then all of a sudden we took a left turn, and everybody said, "What the hell are we doing? We can't put all these appliances in the cabinets. It's just, a, it's just, it just ain't right." And then this came up with that appliance garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, the appliance garage, yeah. Let's just put a cabinet in the corner. It's got a little garage door in it and throw everything in there just to get it out of the way so you don't have to see it. And then the family cat shows up. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mike, is he getting any better? Is he getting it later in the show? What do you think? No, we still got about half an hour. <laughs> okay. We're working on that. All right, but let's talk a little bit about, obviously, you know, some of the other things that have changed. You know, shingles. Over the course of time, have changed because they've oh, gotten yeah. better, better technology. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you know, back thirty some years ago, you couldn't find a thirty year shingle. It's just no way. Well, that was a premium. Now you can get forty and fifty year shingles with a forty and fifty year full warranty, not prorated, right. but full warranty. Yeah. And and the look is different. I people get tired of tile. At least I do. And I think I think it's a better look. People also understand tile that underlayment that they put in there. 
It's yes. usually gone within the first five years. Yeah. It dries out so fast in the Arizona sun. And so there's things with that type of roof that people just don't realize. But um, you can get a great quality shingle, an architectural laminated type shingle, and a thing will last you 40, 50 years easily. Oh, yeah. There's metal roofs, too, are becoming big. Uh, not so much around here. When you see them, they look nice, but you don't see that many. Uh, but metal roofs are another product out there. And, and, you know, even flat roofs, people go, oh, foam's a terrible roof. Why is it terrible? Because you don't maintain it. If you yeah. don't get up there every couple, three years, uh, you know, at least every two years, checking for bird holes and, and things flying in through the sticks and stuff in the, in the winds that we get, patch those holes, and every three to five years, hose it down, Put on a good quality coating, and that thing will last you 30 years. You should be checking it every year just to get debris off. You should. Yeah, the, so debris, you don't build up debris I would, and then have plants growing in it. I've had that. I've yeah. walked up on that. I would tell what I tell what I tell all my customers, we go out, I said, look, if you've got a handyman that comes by and does, does stuff for your house, mm-hmm. I would suggest you have him go up on the roof once a quarter and just clean it off because we're going to actually going to be doing uh, – a new foam roof down in, off of uh, Camelback and 24th Street down in Central Phoenix, right near the uh, Camelback corridor there. And uh, it's a foam roof that was on an older, flat, uh, one-story home that basically, you know, they told me, yeah, well, we could clean it regularly. You go up and you could tell. This roof hadn't been cleaned Is that the one I year. found the beer can on? Uh, that, no, but that's the one where um, – a lighting company here in the valley went oh. up and ran lines across the That's top right. of the roof on the punctured flat roof, right through. punctured right through. But then they didn't elevate the conduit off the off nope. the top of the foam. That's they right. just laid it on top of the foam, and then all of a sudden, rains came after a little period of time. She's got leaks inside. We went up on the roof and. Uh, our good friend Ernie from Keiko Roofing, we went up and looked at the roof, and we just was shaking our head. What toast. the heck were they doing when they did this? You know, you know, you've got to you've got to have that electric conduit up on the roof, secured to blocks along mm-hmm. the way, and this way at least it's and up any off penetration the roof. at least have a double layer at that penetration to be able to stop you know leaks from coming through where you drilled through. Yeah, you know. And then, again, thinking about going back, uh, you know, wood versus block. Years ago, block was the, the main thing. But then, again, you know, now you th- we're thinking block, it, you know, it has some insulating value, but not as much as we should be able to. That's why, you know, you've got companies out there, you know, filling blocks, right. block homes with, insulation, with you know? insulation in the block. Actually, we're actually doing a, a an older home that was built in the seventies. Yet we did find foam in the block when we cut and put a new window in, which was good. Su- surprising. Yeah, that is. That's you know surprising. that we did. At least that. it's not that vermiculite that was poured down and then falls out easy. You know, so this <laughs> stuff was solid once it went in there. It was it was okay, but then again, once it's all done, you know, the other thing that also helps homes last, the exteriors last, obviously advances in paint technologies. Well, mm-hmm. you and siding too. With your side, a lot of people do stucco. People are tired of stucco. The the new cement board sidings that are out, they're, um, they look just like wood, but they're pre-primed, and they're virtually indestructible. If you put them upright, you can get it lap siding, panel siding, and it'll last for years. I mean, I mean it doesn't feather like the old um, the old mill and sidings like that that were paper overlaid particle or uh, particle boards. Or so. some of that T11 that would explain. Exp- well, expand. T11, the, the problem with wood is when you expose wood direct to sun, and and um, heat it does what it's supposed to do. It, it it those checks and splits in it are natural occurrences in wood. 
The worst place for wood siding is in Arizona where it dries out. Where's the best place? In climates where there's moisture with a good coat of paint. But the best place for me for wood siding is if you're going to do something interior and you want an old world look, you can use wood siding or or up on a ceiling. But direct exposure, wood degrades in the sun, and that's natural. Everybody everybody says, oh, it's terrible siding. Well, it's not it shouldn't be used for that. But you can get the new cement board sides that look like wood, mm-hmm. and they're virtually indestructible. They're great. Yeah, yeah it's like so. putting wood shingle on a roof here in Arizona. Yeah, terrible. That's yeah, just not it. smart. Yeah, that's not a smart thing to do. But we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get into a little bit of something that Kevin touched on earlier. It's like, when did people start really thinking about energy efficiency for their homes? That answer, right after the break... You don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at DoubleWideNetwork.com. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations, 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today, 480-668-0566, or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. dressing room and I couldn't find any place to put my stuff and I don't know how you are but I need a place to put my stuff so that's what I've been doing back there just trying to find a place for my stuff you know how important that is that's the whole that's the whole meaning of life isn't it trying to find a place for your stuff 
That's all your house is. Your house is just a place for your stuff. That's right. I always look for places to put my stuff. That's right. That's right. Dan actually has a, actually has a three car garage that he has a one car section that he's designated the the Hayden compound. <laughs> that's actually going to be his uh, my doghouse. It's going to be his doghouse. His uh, no, share it with his my Dan dog. cave, as that's we right. as we termed it last week, is Dan cave, and he's going to have plenty of places to put his stuff. That's right, and and to keep my dog. And to keep your dog, as long as you get him to stop chewing on everything. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we were talking yesterday. And I knew you could hear it in the background. He was chewing on the leg of my desk like like a woodchuck or something. Well, is it, well what was what would you rather have, him chewing on the leg of the desk or you? Well, he tried me later. That didn't work out. He got uh, his butt well, kicked outside. I, I, think, I, think, I think the fiber in the wood was a little more tasty than your flesh. <laughs> well, that's right. That's what I think. All right. We're back, and we're here with Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design. And we're talking talking about new uh, actually home design past and present and we want to talk a little bit obviously getting into when did really people start talking about energy efficiency and for homes and again which homes are more efficient when you think because everybody turns around and you hear it all the time people saying well you know back in the day homes were built better they're built stronger they last longer and then on the other hand too that no one's denying that they were built differently the question is, were they more energy efficient back then, yes or no? Well, probably not. I mean, you look back then, air conditioning wasn't big. I grew up with evap cooler. Yeah. Evap cooler doesn't take a lot of energy to run, but it also doesn't, in the humid times of the year, and the real hot times, it doesn't work well. But that's how people you know, lived. Now, with air conditioning and energy costs going up, you know, a three to five hundred dollar utility bill is is very common. So if you can cut that in half just by how you build your home or re-insulate it, that's that's huge. And if you look, people say, "Oh, masonry is better because it doesn't require as much heat." Well, I I, I kind of contend that what's keeping your it cool is the air conditioning going on those masonry walls. It, it, it's you know, an inefficient masonry wall is no better than an inefficient wood wall. So if you look from a um, you know, perspective of renewability. Wood's a renewable resource. We're growing second, third, fourth, fifth growth timber now. We we don't cut old growth timber anymore. We're we're repurposing the way we grow trees and have tree farms. You can't replace masonry. It comes out of the ground. They they mine it cement from the ground, so it's not a renewable resource. Uh, very few places are recycling concrete, other than to use for fill for road base and stuff like that. So there's some recycling, but not in homes. And the second thing is, is masonry is not very forgiving. You know, with once a masonry wall's up, you're pretty well stuck with it. But with a wood wall, you can do a lot of things to it. But if you just go in either system and insulate that properly, spend more money up front, you'll never see the insulation, but you'll definitely notice it in your pocketbook. So with that, and then also, how many homes do you have one air conditioner? 2,000 square feet, one AC. It's a very inefficient system because you, you're trying to cool a house where – at nighttime, you're in the bedrooms, you're not in the living room. So why are you cooling the whole house? It doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, we ought to be zoning houses. I did a house in um, Rio Verde where we designed it with, um, we spray foamed everything. It was, it was a flat deck. We put a membrane-type roof on it, but we from the underneath, we spray foamed everything. All the exterior walls, including the garage. Uh, so the guy spent some extra money there. Five ACs. It had an air-conditioned garage, uh, an attached casita, and then three ACs on the main home, one on 
one side where the master was, one on the other side where the two other bedrooms were, and then one for the center part, which was your vaulted, your uh, great room and all that. All the ACs except for one were either um, uh, two or two and a half ton. Those run off of 20, 25 amp circuits. They'll draw 12, 15 amps at, at the most. And then the bigger one, the, um, the four ton unit was on a 40 amp circuit, but it was a two stage, so it ran most of the time drawing, you know, 18 to 20, 22 amps. And so that whole house, a year ago last July, so it'll be two years this summer, his bill in July was 157 bucks. We're talking 4,000 square foot livable, air conditioned garage. Yeah, it'll take a little while for that to pay back for the X-ray season stuff, but it isn't going to take very long. And when he goes to sell that house, all he's got to do is whip out his utility bills and go, um, you yeah. want to buy ours or somebody else's who did the bad insulation, which bat doesn't seal up. You, no, you know, it doesn't. it doesn't work well. You and you can put in code insulation, but if you're willing to pay three to five hundred a month, and on that house in the hot part, you probably would have six, seven hundred dollar utility bills. So it, it just makes sense up front to do things the right way. And then if you want to come back in later and put in some, you know, you can go in with inexpensive flooring or with, with several houses, stain the floor, seal them, live with concrete for a couple of years, then come in and put in your wood or your or higher end tile. Put the money in where it's going to make a huge difference. All you need is double pane windows. I think Dan can even tell you there's oh, articles yeah. written. Triple pane, argon, all that stuff is a waste of money. And there's plenty of articles written on that. Um, you know, other than the guys that sell them, double pane windows. Very little of your leakage comes through. Comes through, through the windows. actual window itself. Very it's little. The way it's installed, right? And your if attic. It's a, if it's a le- if it's a leaky, as we used to, as we call it in the infrared uh, world, it's a air and water portal <laughs> injection exactly. portal. It just so. injects the water and the air, just being right on because that's where you, not, you know the actual glass and facing itself, not so much. But around the actual edges, that's where my infrared it just pops. <laughs> well, I think one of the other things, too, that they did back in the day where we were talking about trying to keep the homes cool, no one gave any validity or probably any thought to keeping your your rooms balanced when it comes to air because there you was bet. no central air conditioning back in the day. Back in the 70s when it started coming around, yeah. But then again, units were huge. Mm-hmm. And plus, they mm-hmm. they drew a lot of energy. And for out here, see, there's actual different mindsets for different areas of the country on how you balance and take care of your living envelope for each each area. Cold weather areas are going to be balanced a little bit differently mm-hmm. than hot air and you know hot humid like Florida or just hot like Arizona versus cold glacial areas like back east right and you can also put for a little bit extra money you can put a return in each bedroom each major room or mm-hmm. you can put in a jump duct that goes from the hallway over to the, the wall hallway, to, yeah. to the room and that'll balance the air better and, right. and those are inexpensive things to do as opposed to what we used to do, undercut the door by an inch or so by an inch and okay it doesn't it help some. you out but yeah. if you if you get thicker carpet it's gone it's gone you, yeah you, you have to either Cut the doors again, and, and so or there's tile the hallway and exactly. go up two inches into the room. But the problem is the that back, yeah. If somebody gets new carpet, new flooring, nobody's going to remember to cut the doors. No, they'll just leave it alone. They don't they because they don't care. It. It's like and then that carpet turns into a filter, and it has a dirty line right there. Yep, yep. seen that. Absolutely. <laughs> all the way around the door. It's like ring, ring around besides the collar. That, all the way around the door. Besides that, <laughs> they'll have they'll have you know dirt around their air ducts. But see the whole concept of 
the home's envelope being able to you know be you know be sealed from the air from the attic and then from the garage you know we call these envelope zones in in B, you know BPI in in the air air handling world these are different zones that have to be treated mm-hmm. a very special way because you don't want to mix them you don't want yep. your attic air if you can smell your attic smell inside the envelope of the right. home you've got some there's major leaks there's something wrong right. well, you know the other thing too is like when in, in, like Kevin had mentioned earlier he grew up with you know, evaporative coolers or swamp oh, coolers. Well, we thought on we how were kings when we had those. Uh, we had, we had those, but you think about it. You know, some of the homes they used to use the early homes used to use the same ductwork for both. Right. Oh yeah, and, the piggybacking, and that wasn't not a good thing. Well, and you've got older homes now that when you go to remodel, I'll recommend that they pull that old ducting out. That's yeah. the soffit down the hallway, the seven foot soffit, and all that, and. and when they start talking about expense, they go, well, okay, you got a couple of things. Number one, your hallways are going to be taller, which is going to open them up. Number two, you're dealing with old technology that's not balanced anymore. And number three, there was more than likely was an evap cooler, and you've had that moist air running for years in there. All Think of the crew. growth. Even if the mold is dead, there still could be the spores in there, all the dirt and everything that's collecting those old ducts. And so if you do it properly, you'll greatly increase the efficiency of your AC system and you'll cut down on your energy costs. Now, I can show people where they've got the duct running down the center of the hallway with my infrared. It's purple. It's cold. It's transferring most of its energy or Up actually cooling right on to the plaster or drywall going down the hallway and then into each room. And then you can see where the bands are. They are super cold where they tried to put the two put the sections together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're losing even more there. Right. I, I, every one of those old connections that are loose. And then you get that. And then there's one other wonderful thing you get to hear at night. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that tin canning effect. <laughs> and it wasn't. And it wasn't. Your, it wasn't, wasn't your heart. Wasn't yeah. the kid? Yeah, it wasn't your heart. Or was it the kid in the room listening to some hip hop music? That's right. That was your air conditioning. It's called tin canning of those old old ducks. Yeah, those old ducks in your bed. So, but now you see stuff out there where they're like the home we went in the other day had the. Uh, this was so funny. It was they had to have a separate ductwork for evap sitting on this flat roof. So what they did was they took it off and they capped it, which is fine. I mean, people do that all the time. They cap it, and all of a sudden they turn around and they take the new unit and they put it on and they piggyback it on top of the ductwork of the air conditioning duct that's going back into the house. Mm-hmm. And now you've got this big ugly evap cooler trying to run cold, humid air through a ductwork. And like Dan had said, you never know what's going to be growing in there with the humidity and stuff if mold decides to take Or you look in the register root. and some little uh, eyes blink back at you. Now, that could be interesting. <laughs> Wolf rats. Roof rats. Yeah, that could be. That could happen. That could happen. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get move into, we're going to move into the 21st century, 2015. And we're going to talk with Kevin a little bit about how to design, and some of the things that you need to take care of when you actually decide to build a new home. From design, construction, to inspection, we've got all those answers coming right up. Don't go away.
Monsoon season has passed, but the early January and February rains will soon be here. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today, 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. If you've been thinking of replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have a solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies is a 501c3 organization recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. Remember, one man's trash is another woman's treasure. They have three convenient valley locations, 51st Avenue and Northern in Phoenix, Alma School and Broadway in Mesa, and 40th Street and Thunderbird in Phoenix. Net profits from Stardust stores support their Angels on Call program, which provides free home repairs to qualified low-income homeowners in the Phoenix metro area. Last year, Angels on Call helped over 100 homeowners with their necessary home repairs. Let's do our part for the green movement. Give Stardust Building Supplies a call today, 480-668-0566, or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. And now, here's Steve. All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live right here. And it's the morning time, as we always like to say. It's time for your dose of home improvement. So make sure that you are tuned in because we've got a lot more coming your way this hour talking about home design past and present. So we want to make sure that we get... uh, we get in touch with that with you. And, Dan, you know, you were talking about uh, a little earlier about uh, uh, the realtor that you actually had to go do an inspection with. Uh, yeah. Well, this is one that uh, the experience for realtors for inspectors that only know new stuff and the older homes and being able to relate to the older technologies that are still good and working and realtors that call out them as defective even though it's old. And still, still good. And knowing the difference, it's huge. What old technology, when it's still working, is still working. You know. Yeah, to, well, I guess it's under. It, it, you should. They probably think of it. If, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, part of that, depending. and also some of it, if it's still just really good and working, yeah. don't mess with it. Well, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, mean, unless you know. it's an absolute um, safety thing that it's sparking and, and barking at you. You know. Well, there's a big difference between a code violation. And, and something that was legal back then, 
but today would not be legal code-wise. It doesn't mean it's bad. You know, there was a lot of homes built without GFIs. Well, they didn't used to be required. Yeah, And, and, and AFCI's in the bedrooms. Now, it's they're AFCI tamper-resistant, right. which means you can't stick something in one leg. You Both legs have to be engaged. Well, those that's only two, three mm. years old now with the yeah. 2012 code. Didn't you? So, if you even call some that of the out, old AFCIs are not compliant. Exactly, and, and so you got to know what you're. As a home inspector, you have to know what you're calling out, and, and that's a, a fine line because you're there to evaluate the home objectively. Mm-hmm. You're also working for a client, so that's somebody right. could say, "Well, you're being, you know, you're Too working good. for your client." Well, yes, you are, but you've got to be objective about it and call out the things that really make a difference. And yeah, the health and safety things. You know, you've got to know when to say, you know, for your information, because of the age of the home, these don't exist right now. And then just go forward and say, well, the rest of the house is doing doing great. It's just if you choose to upgrade to the to the newer standards, you know, that's well, a good thing. Well, and, yeah. and if you're doing an older home in, in a historic district and you've totally remodeled that home, uh, those windows do not have to be egress windows. No. Say the historical um, division – overrides, um, can override life safety and things like that. They can also override design review. In the city of Phoenix, under a certain size lot, you have to have a door that's visible from the street. Can't be a side entry, and they're pretty strict on that. But, however, if you're historic, design review goes out the window. They right. they control that. They control certain things in there, and so those are things you got to be aware of. Yeah, We're going to go to a caller right now. We have Sean on the line. Sean, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling into Image Home Improvement Live. So, Sean, we were talking about you know knowing the difference between being able, as inspectors inspecting homes from just a shotgun. I think everything should be new, wonderful, and uh, as we say, kill the deal, and, <laughs> and some common sense sprinkled in, saying this is what's needed for up and coming and new versus it's working and you know just some good common sense comments on that. Well, I couldn't agree more. There's a lot of uh, inspectors out there that do kill deals and they scare people. And it's nice to actually, you know, hear someone speaking like, don't scare people. Tell them <laughs> what needs to be fixed. And maybe, you know, if you, I know it's hard for you guys to give a, a dollar amount, but if you, you know, guesstimate, it certainly would help a client immensely. Well, that's where usually I just kind of tune my clients over to Steve and say, Get a number from him because I right. can't do that by <laughs> by substantial statement from the Board of right. Technical Regist- Registration. I can't do that, but I know somebody. <laughs> yes, and, and I uh, think that's what people want. People just want to know what it's going to cost. Yeah, because don't scare the cost out of me. Just let me know what's there, what's established. And it's just like the old captain that had an old ship, and he says – I want to keep the ship. I just want to know where the leaks are so I can deal with it. You know, Sean, right. one, of the thing, refreshing. one of the things that I uh, experienced with a, a, a client not too long ago, and again, it's it, it's something, it, it has to do a lot with integrity, integrity of the realtor, integrity of the home, the inspector and the, the uh, contractor who came in and did the remodel work. But somewhere along the line, somebody got disconnected. This guy was doing a flip. And the realtor got involved, and then the guy doing the flip didn't use the the best people, and they tried to cover up stuff that, you know, Dan, I'm sure Dan would have found in a heartbeat, even if he got close to it. He he didn't even have to pull out his infrared. He would have found it. And all of a sudden, you know, they sold the home, and six months later, 
all of a sudden these things started appearing that should have been caught on the inspection and obviously the the seller had to know about it because the guy actually went and did the work on it so you can't you know use uh well ignorance as a right as an excuse and now all of a sudden the whole thing is is like one big mess and it's in court i mean obviously i'm sure you go over with your clients you want to be able to go home and sleep at night know that you were honest and you did the right thing and Correct. yes sometimes somebody that house may not be the right house for that person but you know it could be for the next person right so i mean you can't make the sale the you know the one guiding light if if the house isn't right for the person you can't ram it down their throat. Well, and I think a lot of people got to realize if they're looking at an older neighborhood like I you know, I work in uh, mainly Mitchell Park eight five two eight one they're all older homes they're all going to have issues and if you're gonna everyone you know you could scare someone on virtually every home in my neighborhood if that's the, if that was your modus operandi but if your mode is to help educate people then we're going to get more deals done and people are going to be happy. Exactly. It's it's the matter of education and uh, what comes out of this perspective that comes out of the inspector's mouth that uh, gets people informed versus uh, feared. You know, there's, right. there's information and there's information. You know, right. I think one of the things that people are are sometimes out, they go to look at a home that, isn't brand new, and they're looking at, and they're maybe it's hope. I don't know, but sometimes they go out and they think that they're going to find the perfect home, and it's going to be fine. And supposedly, if somebody put it up for sale, that you know it's going to be just right for them, and may it may fit, but there may right. be things wrong with it. And I think sometimes they they go look at homes with the wrong expectations, and then when they see when something's discovered. They're like shocked and like, oh my god! Well, it, I, it, do I really want this home now? And it starts sending up red red flag signals to them to say. But yet, some of these things are just things that happen from age, and they're easily fixed. Right. Well, I got a question for you guys. What percentage of uh, you know these inspections do these people try to justify their existence and you know just really? rip places up because I've had a lot of bad experiences with that and my you know and my buyers are terrified then. And you know, just you know, they're they're you know what I mean by justifying their existence, like they're gonna find everything and show you how great they are as opposed to educating and not once again not scaring buyers. Uh that is, you know, almost I could actually have a seminar and, you know, really talk to to buy pro, pro, potential buyers to help set and get them ready for with a mindset of we're gonna find ourselves a home that sets our, you know, most of our needs. And yes, since we're buying a house, we're going to be fixing things. And right. there's going to be stuff that goes on. I mean, there is, you know, this perfect bubble thing. I don't know where this ever came from, that I'm going to have the perfect house and the house will maintain itself and never have to have anything done to it. Uh, where did yeah, that Yeah, where come? did that happen? <laughs> I mean, I, I get people calling me even though it, for like, like some of the minors, the things, and, they, and they're start, they start rattling off these things. I said, and I stopped them, right? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a list? And obviously they do. And they say, well, yes. I said, well, let me come over and let me look at the list because you could rattle off 20 things on the phone and I'm still going to have to come over and look at them before I could tell you what I could do and how much it's going to cost. Right. You know, so um, it's setting the expectation of what they're looking for. And 
I, I don't envy realtors of trying to get their clients to go from the rosy colored glasses to something a little bit clearer that helps them, you know, get, get to reality saying, this is a nice home. It's an older home. Okay. I'm a homeowner. Now I get to spend money on other projects. That's a, right. it's gotta be a given in their mindset. You know, and it, it, I'm sure the, I'm sure, Sean, you've got to know, obviously, you're looking at certain houses, they know exactly how much money they have to spend. And it's not like, I hope, I mean, I know people do this, but I hope sometimes people go into a sale where they're just like, okay, I got my last, just spent my last dime with Sean, I got my home now, but it needs all this work. And then they just move in, and then now the home starts to continually disintegrate. Right. No, that's a great point. Oh, yeah. really is. I mean, they have to. They have to. They have to know. They have to have some money along the way to be able to do some kind of upgrades if the house has any kind of age on it at all. Yeah, they they've got to realize that as they buy the house, they're going to have to have a prepared budget to maintain, not just get in by 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 a couple hundred bucks and get there and then sweat the next repair, or just steer the. People who got no extra money, they want to go to the top of the dollar into some condo, you know, things that are much less likely to have problems. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, Sean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to try and help all the people in Phoenix. And I guess we could, we, you could help us get this trend started. Okay. Every, every uh, client that you have, okay, all we have to do is give them a, a card with the show on it and they need to listen to it, mm-hmm. whether it's live or archived. And then this way, at least we can help educate people on what to do, what to look for, and then be able to deal with them and not just bury their head in the sand. That, that's a that's a promise. And, that's you know, a- it's really refreshing hearing from you guys. And, and like I said, I had a long-term inspector. That was I finally had to get rid of him because he was just scaring my people too much, you know. So I will see you Tuesday, Dan. No, that's right. Rolling here. All right, Sean. <laughs> thanks so much for calling in. We really appreciate, appreciate it. Have a, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank All you. right. You know, and it, just you know, it, it, and those those words were never more truer. More I mean, truer? Yeah, more truer. You like that? Yeah, that's, more that's, I, I'm from that's New York. Word, I, huh? I can make those words up. Oh, okay. You know, it's just like that. Don't make just, me know. Never it's mind. like D always <laughs> says. It's mo better, mo better. Okay. Say what? <laughs> Say what? All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our uh, conversation with Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design and kind of walk you through some of these uh, points about uh, the design process and how we can get your dreams on paper, and we can get start building them for you. So don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Remember, resistance is futile. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. 
You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. Obtaining a home loan is easy when you have the right company to start with. Right Start Mortgage. If you've been considering purchasing a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage, now is the time. Act now while rates are some of the lowest they've been in the past year for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. Whatever type of loan you need, FHA, VA, 203K, or second mortgage, Right Start Mortgage has the right loan for you. Don't wait. Call Mike Yamamoto today at 602-490-0205. This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network. My fellow Americans, as we face unprecedented economic struggles, I want to offer a handout to the homeowners of Phoenix. Not a monetary handout. Those are for giant corporations who mismanage themselves to the brink of extinction. To the homeowners of Phoenix, I want to offer this handout of advice. You're screwed and you're on your own. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bo, Bo, get, hey, get, get off my leg. Hey, stop it, you dumb mutt. Oh, Bo is at it again. Yes, that dumb mutt phrase. I, I keep using that on, <laughs> on, on, on the Chauncey. Is that, is that what Chauncey does? Yeah, you dumb mutt. No, he does Well, he jumps up a bit too much. He's puppy. He's still, we're still dealing with that jump up thing. Well, you know, these things happen. Yeah. These things happen. But, you know, it's, that's another thing that – actually, that's another thing that we uh, – have done in the past we'll probably do again you know uh, jump up on re- people's legs no remodeling <laughs> to condone your pet's bad behavior oh okay. that's that's it's good for business but it's not good for training i'll tell you that <laughs> no that tell you that's unbelievable welcome back you're listening to image home improvement live right here and we are talking about home design past and present and we're here with kevin fulkerson from cornerstone design and um we want to talk a little bit about the design process. If you are thinking about designing a new home, if maybe you've uh, maybe before the crash you bought a nice piece of land and you haven't had a chance to do anything with it, and now you've got uh, who knows, maybe an acre or two of land, a little space. Maybe it's time to spread out and build that nice new dream home. And uh, Kevin is the person who can help you with Kevin. What's the process like for somebody who is ready to sit down and build a new home? I think the first thing people need to do is is go online and pull up websites, houses one, others other design websites, um, go on the plan websites and look at all sorts of floor plans, kind of put in the size you want if there's a particular style because you're going to get thousands and thousands of images 
and try to narrow that down into, well, we kind of like this floor plan, but we want to change this or that. Or pick out a, uh, a you know a living room kitchener and then pick out a master bedroom on the other, another one and just piece those things. Or just get a piece of graph paper and sketch up what you want. That's the first step in going forward. I always advise people not to buy off the plan websites. It's not that those plans aren't good. The problem is most of them are paper, and if you buy paper, nobody can adjust it, and they're not prepared for the city you're in or county. They're prepared. Most of them come from other areas of the country, a good share of them from back east. Construction is different. Uh, some of them are really old, so they don't meet current code. And you can't, Now, a lot of them will have a CAD file you can get. You're going to pay more for it, but by the time you buy that and then pay somebody to adjust it because you're typically going to have to adjust every plan, you're going to pay a lot more than you would just sitting down with some ideas with someone. And, and and I tell people, get a notebook or a folder and start putting ideas in there. And then just give me a call. We sit down and go over that. We work out a price. And if that's favorable, we go forward. So um, a lot of it is, what do you want? I had a guy the other day said, well, I guess you're not supposed to put the garage on the opposite side of the house in the kitchen. And I said, why? Well, that's just what they say. And I said, who is they? Who's what, they? What yeah. who's, who's the what, they? And what do you want? Now, it used to be you wanted your garage close to your kitchen for groceries and stuff. But to be honest, it's not that big a deal anymore. Um, a lot of times you want your garage on that side so you can either go right from the kitchen to the laundry or garage to laundry, that type of thing. But it's not critical anymore that, that it happens that way. Sometimes people do split garages. So you'll have, if you're doing a split master where you've got the master on one side of the house and, and the garage kitchen on the other, they'll do a single-car garage over by the master so you can come in. Now, you can't come from a garage into a bedroom, but you can definitely go into a hallway you know, right. and, and and do that. So it, it's what do you want? Where, well, see, where do you live? You know, what and, do you want? And again, don't forget you have we're we're talking about you know design in this part of the country out in the southwest. Don't forget if you are living back maybe in the Midwest or in the Northeast, you know where basements are like rule of thumb. Just like out here, where slabs are rule of thumb and basements are very very scarce and very you know Far few and between. Few between Okay, your design. I remember the house that we I grew up in. Where obviously, the the garage obviously was because it, it was an angled sloped property. The garage was in the basement level, mm-hmm. and you had you came in that way, went up the steps, and then you were in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. So that you know you still had that you know closeness, but it was just on a different level. Oh my God, I right. saw. I can almost see the house. It has that sloped uh, driveway going down towards the exactly. garage door. And then you had to you had to have a sub pump drain for mm-hmm. all the snow that would melt and come under the door. <laughs> well, you know, the snow was obviously a big thing to take care of. You know, in fact, in uh, fact, uh, you know, hopefully next year. I mean, I hope the Midwest isn't. Uh, you know, hammered again with uh, glaciers and everything else that are coming down from Canada. But, you know, there's some friends of mine who actually live in Indiana that uh, we're going to probably touch base with uh, and get their viewpoint on what they've gone through, because I wish I could have talked to them this year to find out, because they went through a hell of a winter. Not to mention, terrible winters. Now, all of a sudden, you know, these tornadoes are ripping up and down. Our our good friend down, in fact, our good friend Patty down in Louisiana texted me earlier this week she was without power for a certain period of time the tornadoes went through there it's almost like like hey let's batten down the hatches because Mm -hmm. uh, you know there's no power you know and there's rain coming all over the place you know it's just like that's where going off the grid with new technology and backup storage cells 
would, would should actually, I, you know, to me, would be the good logical jump yeah. to the future once it becomes affordable. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking here about how to put together a design, Steve. One of the things I encourage homeowners is sit down and think about where do you live? Do you live in your living room? Do you live in your backyard? Do you live in your front yard? Your front and it used to be you had a had a living room or a family room, a formal living room, formal dining. Most of that's gone away now. It ends up being one big room. You got room for a dining table, but very few people eat at that table anymore. So it's kind of usually an out of the way little place because most of the time you're eating at the kitchen counter or breakfast nook. Another thing is basements. You brought up a good point here. Um, when I first moved here, I said, "Why don't they have more basements?" I always questioned. And the reason I got was, well, we have caliche. It's hard to dig. And I said, one in three houses here has a pool. So you're going to still tell me it's hard to dig? I, I think a basement's a great economical. <laughs> laughing. It's just, you know, a basement in Arizona is a fantastic space. You can build it in the ground six, seven feet, and then bring it up another two or three feet. So you get a nine-foot ceiling and have a daylight basement, and it stays cool. But you don't have to condition it as much. No, you can have a wide open space in there. It doesn't have to be the old dark, dank basement like we used to have. It can be a great living space, and it doesn't cost hardly anything to go down and, and dig that basement. You can use uh, insulated concrete forms, which is is a form when you pour it, your insulation stays in place. A super insulated room, and it becomes a great place there. Uh, I I still don't know why we don't do more, but a lot and of people the, want to go two and stories. The whole area around your basement. You're oh, using different AB fill exactly. that will take all of this subsurface soil movement and yeah, can, cancel, not, not make it go away, but cancel out a lot around the perimeter of the house for all the subsurface soil problems, and it's a win-win. Well, as, well, long, a, as, as long as they coat the outside of the block <laughs> really good, because well, this, you, this one we went to look at a couple of months twice. ago, twice already, <laughs> and, you know, and the homeowners just... Had uh, be like bill. like ninety yeah ninety in mid ninety build okay so what what they do a lot of times on basements is they'll they'll pour concrete or do masonry and they'll just roll that black coating on one of the worst things you can do yeah. it's worthless so the best way to do it is you use the sheet membrane it's about yeah. a quarter or three it's inch thick it's called a peel and stick and you you take that down the wall all the way and um. In the bottom, you'll end up having a drain tile yeah, you're, French, you're, a unless you're on a hill. Thing, yeah. Put a French drain in, so you take that down, and then there's a, a sheet of very thick plastic that you roll down over that. So when you're backfilling, yeah. you don't puncture it. Yeah. And again, and then when you're landscaping, you, I advise going, uh, you know, foot eighteen inches down. You put in a landscape fabric that goes from the foundation and slopes away, and then you slope your dirt away. If you keep standing water away from that foundation, you're not going to have a leak. I've seen everybody goes, oh, well, you know, um, concrete basements or whatever, they, they'll leak. Well, they get cracks in them. If you have, it's like a swimming pool. If you get a crack in a swimming pool, it's going to leak. And better so, drainage means less likelihood of termites. And, and that's the thing. So if you keep yeah. that, if you build it properly, that's the key is it built properly. And just rolling the black tar on doesn't work in you. It, uh-huh. it just doesn't yeah, work. They just don't get it. Stuff degrades. <laughs> yeah, you've got to make sure that you do. They, the builder actually does it the right way. Mm-hmm. Because i got to tell you, this house that Dan and I are talking about, that we went back to look twice, it wasn't done right the first time. Then, not to mention that uh, they had the two window wells on that one side, and the house was originally built with with window wells, but these were just upgraded. But then, for some strange reason, I think the concrete guy—I'm oh, going to be the, nice here—he got, he, he got happy, 
He got yeah. happy, and I mean that in a bad way, where he just decided to just pour just, concrete, mold it around. There was no drainage on the ground outside no. the, the wells, not to mention it was butted right up against a perimeter fence. So it's just like... You know, um, and then he put that hokey yeah. cap over it yeah. for the actual swales for the windows. Yeah, you, you've got it, and those window wells, as well as around the foundation, have to be drained to a sump so that if water does get in there, which it will, it'll sump it out. But yeah. but again, it doesn't happen that much if if you do it properly, and you've got a space that's more economical than going up second story because you mm-hmm. can leave that space wide open. And finish it out later. Now, you always want to plan for egress for your putting bedrooms down yeah. there. You all see natural light and ventilation. But that's why I say if you build a daylight basement, you're going to have a space that's open. It, it feels, you know, it doesn't feel closed in. And it's highly usable all year round. Energy-wise, yeah, for cold, for oh, summertime, man, it, you start stacking your cold air from the basement up. And it doesn't leak out anywhere no. as a greater resource. It costs it, very little to condition that space down That's there. right. It, it'll and be even temperature great. pretty much year-round. And, and so your white got a great game room space, and all you got to do is insulate the floor. If, if you're under a bedroom or whatever, insulate the floor so you don't hear noise. So it, it's something yeah. that um, people are really had to look more into. It's, it's, a, it's an easier area to have a, a – ca- a man cave rather than out in the out in the hot yeah. <laughs> garage trying to sweat it out. Well, an area for the kids to be down to watch their oh, movies yeah. and TV. Rumpus around in, yeah, just, so. you, know, do, you know, do all the wild, crazy things kids have got to do at home. <laughs> yeah, it's a great space. So, uh, I, I, and the, so there's features like that you want to look into. What, how do you want the house to look? Look at different things. What do you like? You know, what are things you can do on the outside? Now, if you're on a budget... Put your money into insulation and stuff and building a good structure. You can stone is face stone now. It's inch, inch and a half thick. It go they have foam glue that glues it on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you can add add stone later. You can add pavers later. You do the stuff that matters now yep. and then come back in with your higher higher end finishes later on. And, and that's easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna have more information on how to help design your new home right here on Image Home Improvement Live. If you've been putting off those plumbing repairs at home, let me remind everyone, small problems not repaired usually become larger, more expensive problems later on. With Lawson Family Plumbing, there's no job too small or too large, and the work is done right the first time, every time. They can handle problems such as broken garbage disposals, leaky faucets, water heater repair and replacements, water softener installations, slab leak repairs, and much more. Lawson Family Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 480-302-9928, or find them on the web LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Remember, Lawson is awesome. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live. Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. 
One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you are tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live, and we are talking about home design past and present, and we are speaking with Kevin Fulkerson from Cornerstone Design, and we're talking a little bit about designing your new home and what it takes. And again, you want to take into consideration not just the things that are convenient for you and your routines and what makes it easy for you to actually have a house set up exactly the way you want it to, but you also want to be able to take into account trends in home design in the year 2015, where we, which is exactly where we are now. And Dan, you know, think about it. You know, we I've been here since 1989. You know, you think about how long I've been here. I'm sure, how long you've how been long here? How long I ran away kept, from here? And you all, you know. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to go into that. But anyway, uh, you know, things that have changed along the way, you've seen a lot of home design trends, and I'm sure Kevin has as well. Yeah, and you take home design trends internationally. I've seen a lot of different, a lot of changes, and I've seen a lot of good things that we're still waiting for to come across the pond, you might say, that uh, are safety items that, you know, the European exchanges have way ahead of us for building. Like what kind of things you, uh, you think we're still waiting consider for? Consider our good old-fashioned outlet. You can grab the actual plug and pull it out, and at a certain point, if your fingers are on top of it wrong, you can cross those tines. You can actually get bit. Now, in mm-hmm. Europe, all of them are indented just that little bit to where, number one, it directs the plug in so you don't mess around trying to plug it in sometimes. So like the you have outlets to. are recessed in the wall. They're recessed in just a little bit, so by the time you've pulled it out, it's cleared from being activated, from being hot. Oh, That is so smart. And we still haven't caught on to that. We're still flush. We Just a little, just, just an eighth of an indentation for our plugs would make that so much safer to be able to pull up and spend, you know, with kids and everything else. It'd be so much safer because you can still, even with the safety plugs, get a little finger in there and get it, you know, get hot. Yeah. And have you, have you been spiked? Oh, when I was doing electrical work, I I hit two forty and better. Oh, uh, I was oh. I, I was I was portion of a fifty kVA line line chase one time. I felt like ants crawling all the way across me and back out again. Oh, that must have hurt. <laughs> when you sit down later, you have nothing but a metal taste in your mouth. You've been zapped. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, well, that's what was. See, I was sitting in the swing, and we were changing out safety balls on uh, high power lines, 
and the swing got over swung the wrong way and we got crossed over and i was sitting there like loo, loo, loo. Oh, dan was hopping <laughs> that's right dan, this D- explains so much oh. <laughs> now we know the real reason yes monster. now we know what's I've going been, on i've been supercharged now we know why he's the way he is he's been electrified <laughs> very good mike that was good that was i good. did it was a great comment see now it finally come out how many years have we been doing his show it finally came out unbelievable the Un- truth <laughs> the truth okay all right so i can imagine what's going to happen when we have when we have him down at comic-con oh my god oh man <laughs> see now that's where he gets the power for his lifesaver well, no it's just that's when he can dress up and nobody will judge yeah, nobody him. Has, right. <laughs> he'll be right there with all the other that's weirdos right. so. it's like we're all oh, weirdos hey, I'll, oh. I'll be with my peeps <laughs> how about your uh, dan how about your best yoda impression Oh, uncertain are we? <laughs> oh, just don't paint yourself. Green. He's white. He's he's getting. He, hey, you know what? You think I love Yoda because he's already green, and we're all trying trying to build things green. Oh, right? so, uh, oh, so maybe we should get him on live. We'll do a we'll do a four minute segment for our green show. There you go. Yeah, there you go, Yoda. Yeah, we'll have Yoda and we'll have Kermit. They it's not Kermit, easy being yeah. green. Kermit, yeah. It's not easy being green. Yeah, it's, it's like a PSA. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mike, we, can you set that up? You be, you, can you Absolutely. organize that? Absolutely. All right. All right. I know we're going to have to keep Dan contained for the next three, four weeks until Comic-Con hits. My God, he's going to look in here. Uh, he may even blend in. He may even blend into uh, you know one of the one of the Star Wars uh, characters. I don't though, know. though I have to tell you, I I, I have to tell you, I gotta <laughs> I gotta tell you, I had a comment. You know, I, it ter- I said earlier in the show that you know, Mike had done some great audio and visual work as as far as you know some great editing, and his his graphic work is every bit just as good. But I did have a comment from somebody who had seen. The graphic that you did that we're going to be posting on our Facebook invitation here probably next week about Dan. Okay, now we know he did some great. He's 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 on the Star Wars side of the of the graphic. Okay, but they thought because he has such a propensity <laughs> and affinity to have different kind of ears on his car that we should have gave him Princess Leia. Pom-poms on each side oh, of his head. The Cinnabons, huh? Yeah, it would have been great on the side with a lightsaber in his hand. Sorry. And it would have been great. What do you think? I'll see what I can do. That's, <laughs> that's in the princess crew. That'll have to go to the great grandbaby. That's in the that's that's princess. In, that's in the cartoon graphic, Dan. So we want to. We don't want you know. We don't want to make that uh, for public. I'll get a no. picture of my great grandbaby, and we'll put uh, the cinnabons on her. Oh, we'll see. There you go. We don't All want right. people to think you're hopped up on Rogaine. And just <laughs> have serious hair growth. That's, that's, no, that's that's my studio headset. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. that's the things he got from the VA. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get serious here. Let's go. Talked back some more design trends for 2015. You know, obviously, one of the things that we see a lot of is uh, everybody asks they want shaker-style door cabinetry, which is a whole lot better than your typical oak raised panel, eyebrow top to it. I mean, it's it, it's 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 getting away from that 70s, 80s style into a shaker-style cabinetry. And if you don't know what a shaker-style door is, go online and Google shaker style cabinetry and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about it's clean it's simple and it looks great 
And it's not that full white stuff they were splashing all over. Oh, and uh, please, and, oh. I think the, I, no one has ever asked me, even since I started Image Home Improvement back in 1991, has ever asked me to refinish their cabinets in whitewash. Oh, that's well, just an older was, style. That's an yeah. older, like, on the way out kind so, of 80s was style. Was that when it started? That, yeah, when the builder started. <laughs> well, you know, when, you, when you've grown up years and years and years with dark cabinetry and you move to a new part of the country in mm. Southwest, it looks all well and good. When I lived back in New York, we didn't have popcorn on the ceilings. It was all a house that was plaster. It was flat. It might have had a little bit of texture, but not very much because texture on walls back then wasn't part of it. They right. plaster the wall. Everything would be smooth. So when we came out here and I see this brand new house, I'm like, oh, wow, popcorn looks nice. It's different. White yeah. cabinetry. It's nice. And all of a sudden, as time passed, a couple of years go by, all of a sudden you see, well, the ceiling's getting kind of dingy. It's getting dirty. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And, and you it, see the spider trails. And here's the here's the best one I ever saw. We had to live in a house that had not only the uh, textured popcorn, but they had crushed glass in it to look like a bar. Oh, it's shiny, yeah. Yeah. The, the, oh, so it sparkled. It sparkled. Use, yeah. It sparkled. How, yes. How Wasn't that nice? How wonderful. Just think about that over your food. Well, if you think, too, <laughs> in design, because people always ask – well, what should I do, or what do you think about this? And my thing is, what do you, I still get back to the point. What do you want? What is your purpose in this home, this kitchen, this bathroom? What do you want? Not just if you think about it, style is something somebody did, and media caught on to it and said, "Oh, this is great," and it becomes a trend. You know, and and so they call it fabricating. Well, fabricating is not a bad thing. We fabricate everything. We fabricate houses, cabins, everything. So. But that's somebody else's deal. Why do you have to conform to that? Now, there are people who go way out on limb. So you go for resale, you're, you're going to pay for that in the end. But how many homes do you walk in? These older homes walk in anyway. And you know people are going to remodel all the kitchen. I've been in homes where they've left the old cabinetry and put in granite countertops. And I'm going, why? You oh. saved, you know, four or five grand, but nobody wants it. And it's hard to pull out old granite. If it's got any fractures in it, you're probably going to ruin it. Yeah, so you're redoing the whole kitchen. So my, I, I always tell people, if you're going to do a new home or a complete remodel, put in what you want, if, especially if you're going to stay there. Now, if you're moving in two to five years, go for what's kind of trending for resale. But if you're going to live there, get what you want. You know, cabinetry. There's tons of cabinets. That's the advantage of being online now. You can go in and see everything that there is and take that picture and either email it or shoot it to your contractor, your supplier, and go, I want something like this. What do you got? And then price ranges are all over the price. You can get the same look in different cabinetry that's different pricing. You know, And then it's what do you buy? Do you buy the particle board boxes? Do you buy plywood boxes? I like solid wood boxes. The doors stay you know, um, tight longer. Particle board tends to work loose. So, you know what? Another thing that's gone out is uh, laminate countertops. People don't do them anymore. Yeah. It just un- unless you're doing a lower end home, you're buying a lower end track home. You're going to get laminate countertops, and they have the faux granite stuff. And to me, it looks terrible. It just, so trends are what you know people say they are. But remember, that's a lot of that's advertising. People look for trends. What has Kohler put out this year? Well, that doesn't mean that Kohler's they're putting out new styles for what to sales. They want to improve their sales. So you look across the board, and then what do you want in this home? What do, what do you appreciate? Uh, floor covering, same thing. What do you yeah. want? Plank's huge right now. But you know what? If you don't like plank flooring, don't put it in. 
Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't just put it in for the sake of doing it. You're spending it's your money. Yeah, don't exactly. yeah, don't do just because everybody else is. Do what makes you comfortable in your home. Right, and if you want wood floors and you really want the a, a good quality wood floor, don't go buy Pergo, which is a paper overlay on particle board. And the minute it gets wet, it swells up. And I know they've got warranties, and if you do it right, it, it can last. And then engineered wood floors are wood, but it's like plywood with the, the top layers, you know, your 16th inch of whatever flooring you're looking at. But if you want a solid wood floor, then save, put something, stain your floor and put solid wood scrape flooring, whatever, down later on when you can afford it because it, you'll be much happier in the long run rather than settling for less than what you wanted. Absolutely. You would spend Again, spend your money wisely. Don't use it if you're... You know, don't just put it in there for the sake of doing it again. Right. Because when you sit down and you design it out, I think one of the things that I would have done uh, when we did our home, obviously, you've got to go back and uh, actually maintain and stay along your budget line. Because there are things, as you start building, you're still going to get more and more ideas, okay? And you have to make sure that, you know, you don't blow blow out your budget in the bank and say, oh, God, now all of a sudden you get down towards the end. Okay, what do I do now? I ran out of money. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that you stay on budget to be able to do that. And don't do do upgrades in the middle of, of the deal. Make sure you've got all the upgrades that you really, really want when you sign on the line right. and have everything figured out. Not unless, of course, you have a, um, you know, a certain amount of money set aside four upgrades outside of the actual building of your home just in case. And if you don't use it, great. You got that extra money to play with. You could use it, put it away, put it in the bank, go and invest it. But at least you always still have yeah, something I'll, for also it. Also, always be very clear with the people you're working on, working with, as when do we, when, when, when are we at the same stuff that we planned and where's the line crossed to changes? That's right. Make sure that's very clear. All right, when we return, we're going to have the weekly Dan's Homeowner Horror Story for you. And you could bet you, for Rob, you, could bet, you could bet it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> Stick is. around and find out what that is right here on Image Home Improvement Live. If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company. 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now. 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. 
Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at DoubleWideNetwork.com. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Got this little uh, fixer-upper house I bought about five years ago. And uh, I haven't done anything to it, like, in five years, you know, so now it's like a little knocker-downer house. <laughs> I mean, even if I had the time, I'm not good with the tools. You know, Bob Vila, remember that show? This old house? That guy could fix anything. I would watch that and go, oh, my God, you know, he's great. Now, if I had a show, if I had a show, it'd be called This Fat Check. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the show. I'll be writing out a big fat check to my contractor. <laughs> and I will surely take it. Absolutely. Mm. Why not? I mean, if he's writing, I'll, I'll it's somebody's. It's called keeping the economy going. That's right. That's exactly right. Because it goes from your hands to the the distributors, to the suppliers, exactly. and all of that. It's just not all you. But you got to remember <laughs> something here. Now, we, we make a lot of fun about that, but, you know, that was a great spot that he did. But when you think about it, one thing, obviously, it costs money. And we talked about – I had a great conversation with a, with a uh, new potential sponsor this week, and we were talking about the money that people spend, and sometimes they are – you know, they're – they don't. They spend it foolishly. Other times, they don't want to spend it at all. You know. So it's a, a question of, I think, uh, having the right discussion with them about being realistic about what they want to build. Not if it's not just from a new home, but to uh, you know a remodel. And I think once they understand, we tell them, you know, don't let your landscaper paint your house. You know, along those lines, you could use that analogy with a lot of different things. You know, so you got to make sure that you just they you have a great discussion with everybody. But anyway, let's get to Dan's homeowner horror story of the week, because I know he's I, I never ceases to amaze me. Some of the things that he comes up with. But Dan, what do you got for us this week? This one kept us with bated breath as we flushed the toilets. This one was in the back portion of the room, the master bath, master toilet. And as I flushed the toilet, the water kept rising and rising and rising and hung right at the rim and then suddenly went all the way down. Now, the problem was back when the house was built, when the roofers went and flashed around the sewer vent, they capped it with the flashing. Why? I don't ask that. Maybe they keep the rain out. Well, keep the rain out, keep the bugs out, you know, whatever. But they actually put an actual flashing, and you've seen the picture. Mm. No less, they did it wrong to how you flash it on a roof. But the worst part is, is they not only messed up on how to flash a protrusion for the roof, but they also capped the system because you have to have air vents to be able to let the water do its gravity thing yeah, and right. flush out. Exactly. I mean, physics doesn't work when you you cut off half the equation. <laughs> this is true. So you're yes, only getting – well, see, now that, that – yeah, that, yeah, You know what rolls downhill? Well, it couldn't with this. Well, you know, here's the other thing, too. You know, that same analogy 
And the way f- the laws of phys- physics are for the, for the toilet to flush is the same exact thing where I tell people when they turn around and say, I'm going to put a vessel sink on top of my countertop. Oh. And it's the same thing because, you know, a lot of people don't realize it. You know, they have – they put in, a, in a, your typical regular sink. You've got an overflow. Well, That's that right. overflow, in case, the, in case you walk away and the water still – filling up the sink, it's going to hit that overflow and it's going to run back down the drain. So this way it'll never overflow and flood your house. Oh, you mean like some tubs that don't have them now? Exactly. So now there's a thing that happens with vessel sinks where you don't have that overflow because it's not designed that way. So if the kids leave it on, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So you've got to remember as the water is going down the drain, somewhere along the line, air has to escape from that drain, it's got to come up. That's right. And if there's no, if it, there's no overflow, it's like there's no the place old, for the air to the go. The old analogy, you take a straw, put it down in some water, put your finger on top and just lift. Yeah. The water stays there. Lift exactly. your finger off, bloop, there goes the... There goes, you know, there goes the water out of the straw. You need that air at the top to help, help gravity pull it down and out. Thank so, you, thank so you, the Doctor Hayden. So S flows downhill. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but you got to remember, you know. So the same thing with the drain; it works. But I can't believe these builders actually did this. Again, builders, you know, sometimes again something like this picture that Dan showed us and this uh, situation should have been caught by the inspector before the house was built you'd or think. actually when they were ready to get their cfo you'd think you'd think it would well, have occurred to somebody no they don't walk the roof and you'd think they'd have flushed it at least two or three times to say gee this isn't working right oh, all no. this brown mass needs to go out here fast whatever gave <laughs> you the idea that they would do something logical Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. It wouldn't do anything illogic, illogical because it's a, they, they, that's the problem. Certain people go in and certain uh, contractors and tradespeople, they'll go in, they'll do just what they see. They have blinders on and they only look at that, but they don't know. They don't look at how whatever they did, like when they put this toilet together, maybe and they hooked all the water up. Maybe they didn't. They flushed it. They heard it go down. They it didn't. worked before the roof was put on. Right, that's yeah, the point. It, exactly. it worked fine, so nobody went up and checked that. Nobody up and went up and checked it. It was just like one of those out of sight, out of mind kind of things. Well, <laughs> it uh, it was uh, that and the two sinks just wouldn't flow. So you'd think somebody would have done something at least so, six years ago. So when you found it, what, what happened? Well, that's part of the real estate transaction. They must find somebody to go up there and just cut that open. Yeah. Actually, reflash this because... Just the uh, picture itself shows you that it's not flashed properly. No, it's to not the flashed, tile on the roof, right? Exactly because the flashing's under the tile to put the water right onto the roof deck, which is a no-no. Right. But number one, <laughs> number one, let's get number two out of here. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. All right, Kevin. How can our listeners contact you and to get their home designed and and get on the right track here? Well, they can go through Image Home Improvement, give you a call, obviously, or they can give me a call directly at six zero two. Six nine five five three two four, and a uh, couple ways there. Just if they want to give you a call, then we can either go out together or schedule a time to get together. Absolutely. And if you've got any question about your house at all, and you want to, you know, have uh, Dan uh, the doctor uh, make Do a, a house, house call, <laughs> Dan, how could they contact you? Give us, give me a call at six zero two five six one seven two seven two. Okay, and you can always find Dan here with me every Saturday morning right here on the mic 
on Image Home Improvement Live right here. And well-medicated. And well-medicated <laughs> to protect all our listeners. And as well as Mike knows, actually protect Mike from this. That's why he has the sneeze guard. That's right. All right. We'll get to work on Mike. Get to work on that graphic stuff for next week. We'll have Dan all buttoned up, looking real sharp for a Comic-Con. And uh, we'll be here you next week right here on Image Home Improvement Live. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You're a great American. I love you.